Greetings, Earthlings. You have discovered the podcast, Why Are UFOs Top Secret? With expert Bob Bria. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's like a breath of fresh air every time. I hope I can pick up from where I was last week. Uh, we, were, we were discussing the uh, Majestic 12 uh, briefing document, and uh, it's... Um, it's not brief. It's not too brief, if you ask me. No, it's it's deep. <laughs> deep, but not brief. Um, you got to keep your briefs on, I think, is the... <laughs> The, uh, the complexity of the document is uh, sometimes overlooked because of its um, shortness, uh, because it's a really short uh, uh, preliminary briefing for uh, uh, Eisenhower, which uh, took over um, and received this uh, document. That strikes me as odd because there's so much in it. So can you explain that? Like... Yeah, the 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 background information on the uh, the different agencies and and groups that that took over to study this uh, this new uh, problem for the government um, went through different um, so-called uh, projects, and the, one was called uh, Project Sign, which evolved into uh, Project Grudge. And then eventually it uh, evolved into Project Blue Book, uh, which was uh, basically a public's relation uh, scam to, uh, to try to uh, convince the public that they were looking into this uh, phenomenon, which was happening all over the place, not just in the United States, but again, all again, over the world. controlling the narrative, right? Yeah, controlling the narrative. And, uh, and there's, you know... Government officials in all the publications of uh, 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 the New York Times, uh, United Press International, um, Associated Press, the, the government has uh, people in there uh, doing their thing. And uh, sometimes it's, it involves censorship and sometimes it, em it employs uh, inserting uh, propaganda into uh, uh, things that we do today with the Facebook and the, um, the TikTok and the... Uh, you know, when I grew up, they taught me, I remember civics class, like ninth grade or eighth grade, learning about perestroika, learning about propaganda as being this Russian ideal, you know. And now if you flash forward to today, because of, I think, big own, big big media ownership um we can see it today there's it's it's basically propaganda so when it's you a really look tool. back it's been going on for a very very long time and that's part of what's in these documents it's the cover-up that's why you're here yeah <laughs> uh i i felt that when i first uh came across it it was amazing how much was condensed into a short uh group of pages 
I mean, uh, the the different agencies that I, I spoke about a, a minute ago called Project Sign and Project Grudge and then Project Blue Book all had budgets and they had people working in those uh, groups which had to come to a conclusion, which is why they evolved into a, another group from Project Sign to Project Grudge and that's a project. Why did they have to change? Yeah, why did they keep changing that? Yeah, because either they were getting, uh, they're hitting a roadblock. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. They were hitting a roadblock and uh, they had no choice but to, uh, that's why the name has a very uh, well, you funny mean, When potency. you say that you mean hitting a roadblock, you mean with, with controlling the narrative? Yeah, they were getting, every time they had to have a press conference on like an update on what, what was the, uh, what was Project uh, Sign doing? And then and, and they would have to answer questions. And they didn't take many questions, I can imagine, <laughs> uh, because that would lead to more uh, questions. Uh, so, so here we are 70-something you know, years late, later to, well, 70 years later to, 60-something years later to, to uh, take all this in. Yeah. What it, happened it, back it, in the 50s. To digest the... the uh, to, to swallow this all this information that that our planet is actually being uh, put under some kind of observation by a, a race from another planet or another solar system is completely outrageous and it's uh, it's quite astounding in its uh, uh, simplicity but yet uh, the scope of what the agenda is behind this visitation uh, could be uh, pretty uh, shocking if if the planet knew all the facts about it, mm -hmm. and so the the classification of top secrecy on it is very intriguing in, in retrospect to why uh, the biggest story of our life is being answered, and here we are shutting the door on on the public's uh, knowledge. And, and it's a worldwide uh, cover-up. It's not just a, an American uh, cover-up. This is war, it involves the governments of the Russians and the Chinese, and I'm sure other countries of the uh, the national uh, you know it's agency. In interesting you say that. If you look at all of the space programs around the world, they all use the vector symbol. Some mm -hmm. the the V or the Chevron or the vector. Mm -hmm. There's some really mm -hmm. interesting documentary work that's been done on that. That's very mm -hmm. uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So what's the setup then? So we've got the MJ 12 briefing document. And now this is the SOM one. Now the SOM the, stands the for special mm -hmm. operations manual. And it was created for a, a group of individuals that would handle the, the recovery and disposal of where these uh, pieces and body parts and whatever would, would be transported to. And uh, the, the first few pages of it uh, describe the extreme press blackout that would be issued uh, should, should one of these objects come down in an area of a, a high population. Uh, press reports would be issued uh, witnesses would be taken into custody and given a, a briefing of uh, this uh, incident and 
were told under uh, penalty of death, actually, uh, they would be signed these affidavits and they would be restricted from uh, talking about this. Uh, and they, it has seemed to hold because uh, there's uh, a lot of penalties in the government that uh, are really stronger sometimes than uh, uh, a murder. I mean, uh, espionage violations carry extreme penalties. And folks, we can neither confirm nor deny that anyone has been killed for divulging this information. Uh, so far, we're still alive. Thank you. Thank you. Except for one individual that doesn't seem to be alive because he didn't share the secrecy uh, advocacy. And his name is now on the... Uh, the USS Forrestal, which is an aircraft carrier floating in the California waters. Uh, James Forrestal's name mm -hmm. happened mm -hmm. to be third in line on the uh, Majestic 12 briefing document, which... Uh, Air Force it, guy. He was a... Uh, was he? Or Admiral. He was a very f big friend of the uh, Kennedy family, Joseph Kennedy and Forrestal. Uh, uh, communicated during the war mm -hmm. and uh, after the war uh, John Kennedy uh, w took trips with Forrestal to uh, Germany to see the wow. uh, the after uh, after effects of the uh, the Nazi occupation is that really why they went there <laughs> they uh, started the operation paperclip which was the because uh, during the war there were also alien reporting alien ship sightings mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but but the <laughs> but the interesting uh, connection between Forrestal and Kennedy leads leads to another direction uh, which we'll I'll get to in a little bit but uh, Forrestal's name on the majestic 12 uh, briefing document mm -hmm. is listed with an asterisk after his name, which indicates that he died. He was put into a Bethesda Medical Center on the sixth floor or the seventh floor under close observation hmm. because he was having uh, difficulty in uh, apparently keeping this, uh, this story uh, to himself. And he was under observation by uh, agents. Oh, wow. I was under the impression he was kind of the, one of the main dudes that started the whole thing. Like with Truman. Uh, well, he was, uh, Forrestal was appointed by amazing. Truman. So even, I mean, he obviously was one of the first. He's one of these original 12. Yeah. If, yeah. if you know, if you believe and it's ironically real. that he would be put under such pressure. That 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 mm -hmm. his life was under because uh, if uh, anything he kind of led the way for this whole thing mm -hmm. to an extent. So it's just it's kind of surprising to hear that he's getting slapped on the wrist for mentioning it to his wife or something because you know they're spying on all their communications. So yeah, well because secrecy I mean, that's back was in the fifties. Can you imagine today? You can't even you know you can't even take a breath without. Now these Facebook twelve individuals it, so. continue <laughs> even though they're they're all passed away by now. They have representatives who have stepped into their shoes and kept the same level of secrecy in their blood. So the power that they had back then is still retroactive today. And uh, it may have different names, but they're powerful nevertheless.
Hmm. Um, the um, the the uh, the relationship between Kennedy, the young Kennedy, mm -hmm. and uh, Forrestal remains a uh, speculative theory, but uh, it seems that uh, upon reading a lot and talking to other people that have been looking deeper into this connection, that uh, Forrestal may have shared the evidence of. Uh, the Majestic 12 uh, discovery and recovery operation to Kennedy. And Kennedy, in, 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 uh, later on, when he had an affair with uh, a very famous movie star named Marilyn Monroe, uh, he may have uh, revealed this under... Right. Uh, I mean, I can see where that theory comes into play because of what you're just saying, that, that Forrestal was good friends with him and that he was under a watchful eye at some point. Wow. And it, and it seemed like a wacky story, like, oh, yeah, Kennedy would tell Marilyn Monroe a story like that when he knows it's, uh, it's top secret. But people do strange things under... <laughs> uh, under the influence. Uh, under the we'll influence say, uh, of a woman. <laughs> a and, woman like uh, that. Especially a beautiful woman like her. And... Um, she she felt rejected after a while because uh, apparently the FBI was not kept him happy, away from her. Uh, what was his relationship with her it was too much of a, a problem. I mean, he was a married man, and even though she was only supposed to be a a, a, a superficial attraction for him, it was becoming more and more obvious mm -hmm. that, that she, was she real, wanted yeah, she him. Was a real, a real you know, she went from Joe DiMaggio. I mean, she was involved with a lot of men, and. Uh, her relationship with Kennedy got a little too deep, and when it was tried to uh, to end it, uh, it became a, a, like a threat. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't want to lead too deep into this uh, yeah. conspiracy, but uh, there there's a lot to I take. Know, there's in. Al it's always going to come with a lot of speculation, just like a lot of this stuff. I mean, yeah. I think you have to learn to trust your instincts in the end, and it's pretty amazing to me that whatever suppression is happening today i guess we're gonna to have to wait another 70 years to learn about that <laughs> but it's pretty impressive what you can piece together by going 70 years back into these documents of course we've only had the som since the 80s mid 80s mm -hmm. it's pretty amazing and verifying it has been you know difficult because uh, unless you really know the whole uh, background of the subject it's difficult to to, uh, to glue it all together and, and see how it all fits because mm -hmm. some of it is is you know the signal versus the static and uh, separating those two things is, is not an easy thing. It, it's kept me busy for the last 50 years, but I, I still fall back onto this particular document, which was in, initiated by Truman and led to this follow-up, uh, uh, manual called the SOM uh, SOM ON dash O one. Can I hold it? Yes. It, Let me see. Let me see this thing. <laughs> Smells like old paper. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Looks all textbooky. Okay. Yeah, it, it was it was brought to my attention by uh, an author that I respect a lot who passed away recently. His name was Stan T. Friedman, and uh, he, he's one of the top investigators in the uh, in the search for truth on this. Uh, Is he the one that told you about the other this other document? 
Well, no, that, that came to my attention in Timothy Good's book uh, mm -hmm. called Above Top Secret. But, but uh, I know he independently found documents himself that helped to support. Yeah, it this came across his, mm -hmm. his lap, too. I mean, yeah. so there was a lot of researchers that were looking into this document. And uh, when the SOM showed up and I read it, it also uh, blew my mind, if you want to. Uh, well, there's more detail the in there, right? The we're detail in it is, is amazing. We're going to take a really short break and we're going to break into that detail, folks. We'll be right back with Mr. Bob Bria. Welcome back to the podcast UFOs Top Secret. Mr. Bob Bria. How are you? Let's break open. I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I, I like to dig in, especially with people in the know like yourself. So, Yeah, I just love this stuff. It, it's just so intriguing. Uh, once, you, once you have something that you feel is the real deal, uh, you know, it, it'll, it'll keep you up at night almost. I mean, you have to read it multiple times to really uh, appreciate uh, the significance of it and, and the power that this group actually has. Uh, and, it's an un, and it's unpublicized. I mean, the public doesn't know about this uh, until recently. We're talking about leaked documents that the FBI said, oh, this is all completely fake. I like when they use that word, completely fake. Um, but uh, we, we, we can point to other things that have been revealed that, that do continue to kind of complete the, well, not complete, but to point to the fact that, that this stuff did exist. So why don't you tell us what's, what's in the beginning that just made your, your, the, the hair on the back of your neck stand up? Yeah, and I don't have much hair on the top, but <laughs> I have plenty on the back. Uh, the first page starts with uh, section one, project, purpose, and goals. The scope of it, this manual has been prepared especially for Majestic 12 units. Its purpose is to present all aspects of Majestic 12 so authorized personnel will have a better understanding of the goals of the group, be able to be more expertly deal with unidentified flying objects, extraterrestrial technology and entities, and increase the efficiency of future operations. MJ-12 takes the subject of UFO and biological entities very seriously and considers the entire subject to be a matter of the very highest national security for that reason, everything relating to the subject has been assigned the very highest security classifications. The main points will be covered. The main points will be covered in this section: the general aspects of MBA 12, uh, the importance of the operation, and the need for absolute secrecy in all phases of operation. Mm -hmm. Quite interesting. 
all information relating to MJ-12 has been classified magic eyes only and carries a security level two points above that of top sacred. The reason for this has to do with the consequences that may arrive not only from the impact upon the public should they exist should the existence of such matters become general knowledge but also the danger of having the existence of such matters become um uh, general knowledge uh, for advanced technology has been recovered by the air force fall into the hands of unfriendly foreign powers no information is revealed is released to the public press and the official government position is that, that, that no special group such as MJ-12 exists. The Man, history- I just want a ray gun to help my son win his basketball games. That's all. Well, you get the MJ-12 <laughs> people and they'll send you the M- uh, MI uh, men in black over there and they'll take care of you. Well, I, I like the, uh, the spelling of magic, M-A-J-I-C. Very, very important uh, change of a letter. That's you my know, new rapper name, Magic. Magic. Yeah. You know, any 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 technology that would be more advanced than than the United States or uh, you know human technology. That makes sense, though. I mean, it makes perfect sense. You would be you, considered mm-hmm. magical. I mean, we we, we think of a, a computer today, oh, right. thinking of what we had fifty years ago. You know, look at what we carry around every day, and we take for granted. But a uh, an object uh, from outer space that can travel millions of light years and maybe conquering the, the speed of light. Uh, I mean, this this technology uh, has not been reached by us yet. I mean, go go, go back to the 1920s and hand him a cell phone. <laughs> yeah, where did he plug it in? I mean, you know that says enough right there. It's yeah. I mean, it's they're potentially thousands of years potentially million years ahead of us technological wise we don't know yeah mm-hmm. our our brains have a hard time wrapping ourselves around thinking how advanced a technology from another planet could be as long as i get to date marilyn monroe i'm okay with it yeah i don't know if they have beauties like that on that planet <laughs> but uh, security classification the uh, security classification has been classified magic eyes only and carries a security level that is two points above top secret, which was at that, at that time it was the atomic bomb was the, uh, the highest uh, security. Uh, so this, this is two levels above the atomic. Now we have to change the name of our show. You know, it's going to have to be two levels above top secret. <laughs> Beyond it. top secret. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. The, uh, that is though, that's, that's, they must have created a whole new category for this. Operation MJ-12 was established by special classified presidential order on September 24th, 1947, at the re- recommendation of Secretary of Defense James Forrestal and Dr. Vannevar Bush, chairman of the Joint Research and Development Board. The operations are carried out under the Top Research and Development Intelligence Group directly responsible only to the President of the United States. The goals of the MJ-12 are as follow. Okay, hold on a second right there, because that's significant. 1954, this document is printed, right? Mm -hmm. And they're saying that this group reports to the President. That doesn't hold forever, does it? 
Well, it seems like it went even underground around the present after Eisenhower. Well, they had a continuation of this uh, to 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 continue from president to president to president. So each president would be indoctrinated into the uh, uh, to the uh, the details, I guess, of this uh, mm-hmm. subject until such time that it was considered not to be. Uh, uh, top secret for the president maybe it was uh too too hot to handle for him right uh, right 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 that's what i'm getting at at some point it might have it might have changed but back at this point Mm -hmm. uh the the uh indoctrination from one president to the next was was essential like in today's times the the at least the past several presidents weren't we we have reason to believe that they weren't we're not in the know well, Eisenhower, don't forget, was a general, of, no, you know, yeah, the yeah, military. Yeah, yeah. He, so he it would be, enough. it would be obvious that he would be uh, told of, of this, uh, of this subject, and uh, the fact that Kennedy had an open mind and had a different uh, philosophy on life, wanted to share this uh, knowledge with the world, mm-hmm. and so he posed a threat to the uh, aspect if, of... If, uh, if, if you believe this document, absolutely then, because they're saying right there it's a national security threat, and he's like, we need to share this with with some of our enemies too, because that could be our ultimate enemy. Yeah, I have statements that, that he had with uh, Khrushchev, mm-hmm. and these were back and forth conversation quotes in uh, a couple of books that I have, and uh, they, okay. they state... That uh, Khrushchev and, and 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 Kennedy wanted to uh, cooperate with this uh, phenomenon that was seen in their skies too, and and Kennedy made a request to Khrushchev for uh, the KGB to be more open, because he would he would uh, push the CIA to be more open, hmm. and he said uh, that Khrushchev said no he couldn't do that he couldn't uh, get the KGB to be more open despite the fact that Kennedy wanted to be more open. So there again, you had a conflict of uh, policies <laughs> between two governments that had different points of uh, secrecy, you know. Uh, but they have a space program as well, and there has mm-hmm. been things, yeah. r- a lot of stuff reported in Russia. Okay, let's move on, though. I don't want to get get you off the subject here. Yeah. but uh, So, so far, we've got evidence of a, how important it is to cover it up. Uh, the importance to national security and the fact that you need a security clearance that's two levels above top secret, which is unheard of. We don't even need, I didn't even know that existed. It also says the the establishment and administration of special secure facilities located at specific locations within the continental borders of the United States for the receiving processing, analysis, and scientific study of any and all materials and entities classified as being of extraterrestrial origin by the group of the special teams. Establishment and administration of covert operation to be carried out in concert with central intelligence to affect the recovery of the United States of extraterrestrial technology and entities which may come down inside the territory of or fall into the possession of foreign powers. 
the establishment inside the territory of the U.S. or fall into the possession. Wait. So, <laughs> of foreign powers. So that means maybe in in the ocean, a race to the to get different these down. countries, different countries. So it, it makes it sound like we had undercover operations in other countries to recover extraterrestrial. Mm -hmm. One was called Operation Blue Fly. Uh, that was a, uh, a nickname that was attributed to uh, a recovery group for. Uh, uh, out of out of country recoveries because uh, there was a lot of more there was a lot of sightings in the United States because uh, of one reason or another and the nuclear testing seems yeah more in the United States and then and then we come to this paragraph five which I uh, find very uh, interesting it says it is considered as far as the current situation is concerned that there are few indications that these objects and their builders possess a direct threat to the security of the United States, despite the unnecessary, the uncertainty as to their ultimate motives, motives in coming here. Certainly the technology possessed by these beings far surpass anything known to modern science, yet their presence here seems to be benign and they seem to be avoiding a contact with our species, at least for the present. Several dead entities have been recovered, along with substantial amount of wreckage and devices from downed craft, all of which are now under study at various locations. No attempt has been made by these extraterrestrial entities either to contact authorities or to recover their dead counterparts of the dead craft, even though one of the crashes was the result of a direct military action. The greatest threat at this time arises from the acquisition and, and study of such advanced technology by foreign powers unfriendly to the United States. It is for this reason that the recovery and study of this type of material by the United States has been given such a high priority. Wow. Pretty outrageous. Okay, that's a mouthful. That that's quite a paragraph, and that's called the current situation. <laughs> At that time, that was wow. back in '52. Uh, so so interesting that um, you know I, I kind of feel like that movie Asteroid with Ben Affleck when they like left his ass and said you know you're on your own, dude. But then they ended up you know he got he found them again and he came back. But, <laughs> but that's what they're doing, man. They're just leaving them like when if you if you're an alien and you crash on Earth, man, too bad. Well, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. It's deep. It's deep. The uh, the the uh, what do you call the uh, the next page on this document goes into uh, this operation manual, which is published. Yeah, for number one is run, run like hell. Yeah, it contains information <laughs> on determination, documentation, collection, disposition of. Debris, devices, crafts, and occupants of such craft as defined as extraterrestrial technology or extraterrestrial biological entities in section two of this chapter. Maybe Elon Musk went so fast he went back in time, and it's really Elon Musk. 
Yeah, maybe these things come from the future. You never know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's that's a whole interesting concept itself. <laughs> I'll leave that one to the scientists. I can't quite go there, but um, yeah, I, I hope I hope uh, I hope I can continue to endure in some way, shape, or form. Now, it's interesting how this uh, this document gets into uh, it's a, a terrific detail about how they should uh, collect and transport these. Uh, these craft and beings, uh, should they be in, uh, half, you know, half alive or, or partially uh, alive? Uh, so they, they, so they kind of spell out for the different scenarios. This is, these are the basic rules of how we're going to operate. Yeah. There's all different coverages of which way they're going to go for each. Sammy the situation. butcher comes in and gets rid of every, every bit of evidence, I'm sure. And, and where these, uh, objects are being brought for, uh, we, uh, for uh, analysis and uh, study. Mm-hmm. Uh, page seven of this uh, very intriguing uh, document has a page on uh, press blackout, which uh, must be taken to, to preserve the security of any location where ET technology might be retrievable. I, feel, I really feel like playing the music while you're talking about this part. It is pretty crazy when you think about, there's a section 15 here called cleansing the area. It's very Sam, Sammy the Butcher, like I was saying. Once all material has been removed from the central area, the surrounding area will be thoroughly inspected to make sure that all traces of extraterrestrial technology have been removed. <laughs> I didn't learn that in third grade. In the case of a crash, the surrounding area will be thoroughly gone over several times to ensure that nothing has been overlooked. The search area involved may vary depending on local conditions and the discretion of the officer in charge. When the officer in charge is satisfied that no further evidence of the event remains at the site, it may be evacuated. Wow. Also, Section 17, Extraterrestrial Technology Classification Table. Now, I'm not going to go too far into this because I bet Bob could talk about this all day, but check this out. Here, are the, there's a, a list of items here <clears throat> and a description of, um, of, what it, of, of what is classified as that item. So... For example, aircraft. Description would be intact, intact, intact. I think it's supposed to be intact. Operational or semi-intact aircraft of extraterrestrial design and manufacture. Uh, I guess they knew it was made in Mars. <laughs> intact device. Any mechanical electronic device which appears to be undamaged and functional. Well, I'd like to have a few of those. Damage device, any mechanical or electronic device or machine 
which appears to be damaged, but mostly complete. Interesting, they say mechanical or electronic or machine because in some of the things I have read, um, you know, well, I mean, if you just think about it, the, the technology could be so advanced that it's neither, it's neither mechanical or electronic. It could be nuclear, it could be whatever. Reverse gravity. Okay, that's enough of science for me. A power plant. Devices and machines are fragments that are possible propulsion units, fuel, and associated control devices and panels. Okay, folks, anybody have a drone? <laughs> uh, a living entity with an asterisk. Okay, let's check the asterisk. Living entity must be contained in total pending arrival of OPNAC personnel. So I guess that means a living entity is not allowed to run. Living non-human organisms in apparent good or reasonable health. Why well, say there, my young gray one, you're looking a little shiny today. What a nice smile. No teeth, but. A non-living entity, I think, well, okay. Deceased non-human organisms or portions of organisms organic remains and other subject matter media this is interesting to me printed matter electronic recordings maps charts photographs and film boy that just opens up all kind of possibilities right there weapons any device or portion of a device thought to be offensive or defensive weaponry it ain't like your old mace from the iron age is it i'd like to have a ray gun or two but that's just me so receiving and handling nice section on that they actually Oh, they're really talking about the shipping of these items. Section 23, I mean, all right, there's a whole chapter five here. It's called Extraterrestrial Biological Entities. Extraterrestrial Biological Entities. As opposed to those extraterrestrial entities that are not biological, I guess. Or maybe they're not entities. Not sure. An LLC is an entity. Anyways, I, digre I digress. So, living organisms. Now, <laughs> this is where, where it gets a little, a little bit even, it goes a little deeper here. I mean, if you think about this document supporting the fact that we've been visited by extraterrestrials, this would be the section you want to focus on. Chapter 5. This section deals with encounters with living extraterrestrial biological entities, EBEs. I'm down with EBE. Such encounters fall under the jurisdiction of MJ-12 OPNAC BBS-01 and will be dealt with by this special unit only. Well, if that's not a code name, 
Hey, Rob, what'd you do today? Well, I was hanging out with my MJ-12 OPNACBBS-01 fellows. I think that would be the end of me. Any encounter with entities known to be extraterrestrial origin. <laughs> Can I see your ID, please? Can I? Uh, Zeta Reticuli, is it? Uh, yeah, that's not what it says here. You're lying. Okay. Under no circumstance is the general public or the public press to learn of the existing of these entities. Under no circumstances. The official government policy is that such creatures do not exist and that no agency of the federal government is now engaged in the study of extraterrestrials or their artifacts. Any deviation from this stated policy is absolutely forbidden. Interesting word, forbidden. It's like you did something wrong, folks. It is forbidden. God has spoken. It is forbidden. Your life is being threatened. It is forbidden. <laughs> well, I'm still going. Encounters with EBEs may be classified according to one of the following categories. There's an A and there's a B. Now, which, which encounter, uh, which, which category does your encounter fit into? Let's see. Let's see if, which one mine fits into. Encounters initiated by EBEs or encounters as the result of downcraft. Well, let's check this A out. Possibly con possible contact may take place as a result of the overtures by the entities themselves. In these instances, it is anticipated that encounters will take place at military installations or other obscure locations selected by mutual agreement. <clears throat> yeah. And then encounters... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Although it is not considered very probable, there also exists the possibilities that EBEs may land in public places without prior notice. I think Evil Knievel was actually an alien spaceship. In the case of the OPNAC, I call it the OPNAC team, will formulate cover stories for the press and prepare briefings for the president and chiefs of staff. So if you're wondering if today, if, we're, if we hear the truth when we turn on the news, I mean, you can imagine there are competing interests and always have been. There's also a section on retrieval and preservation of non-living organisms. Um, I think we're going to talk about that a little bit in an upcoming episode about viruses. That's going to be really interesting. Okay, check this out. We've got a, uh, towards the back here, it's called rules of thumb. I'm dying to know what these rules are and what is forbidden. <laughs> well, I'm having fun doing that anyway. Rules of thumb, section 28. And this is in chapter six, guide to UFO identification. Can I see some ID? Excuse me, uh, 
sir or madam. Okay. Have you been drinking? Each UFOB case should be judged individually, but there are a number of rules of thumb which should prove helpful for determining the necessity for a follow-up investigation. Duration of the sighting. When the duration of the sighting is less than 15 seconds, the, poss the probabilities are great that it is not worthy of a follow-up. Spaceship comes down, beams up a cow, takes off. It's under 15 seconds. You know, it's kind of like the five-second rule at home with your kids, right? Nah, man, that's not enough time for germs to get on there and you eat it and all that stuff. All right, all right. B, number of persons reporting the sighting. Short duration sightings by single individuals are seldom worthy of follow-up. So in other words, it's easy to disprove a singular witness. Two or three competent independent observations carry the weight of 10 or more simultaneously individual observations. Okay, folks, two or three competent independent observations carry the weight of 10 or more. I mean, so they're worried about how believable someone's story is, their credibility. Okay, that makes sense. As an example, 25 people at one spot may observe a strange light in the sky. This, however, has less weight than two reliable people observing the same light from, a diff from different locations. In the latter case, a position fix is indicated. Okay, so as opposed to competent people, we have incompetent people. So the whole lot of us are incompetent, apparently. We're incompetent. But if you're competent, you're worth more. Isn't that something? Especially when it comes to UFO sightings. So, um, very interesting. I think that's enough for today. I want to uh, thank you all for coming out to our live UFO podcast broadcast on podbean.com where we're very happy to be it's always fun and entertaining and we're also available on spotify and iHeartRadio. so please make sure you like us subscribe to us send us an email with your questions with for mr bria we will say them on the show or if you have any other inquiries we are at ufo's top secret at protonmail.com. That's UFOs Top Secret at protonmail.com. Again, we'll be back next week. We're going to go into some of the supporting documentation for the MJ 12 and the SOM manual. We hope you enjoyed today's show and all the information. We love you guys out there. Stay inquisitive and don't forget, keep your eyes open.